This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Happy Wednesday, one and all. Welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. And we have a jam-packed show for you today. Brad Spielberger from PFF with his favorite Week 14 NFL plays. At 11 o'clock Eastern time, Isaac Trotter gives us his college basketball futures to seize. And then at 11.20, Kelly Ford shares how to bet on the college football playoff, even if he's still livid over who made the field. But first, we got to get to the NBA in-season tournament. Two games last night, one a blowout, one an absolute nail-biter, but both exciting in their own special ways. Milwaukee knocks off New York 146-122, to and then the Lake Show takes care of the Suns in a nail-biter 106-103. to And so that means we've got the Pacers and Bucks tomorrow with the Pacers as three-and-a-half-point dogs, and then the Pelicans at Lakers with Los Angeles as two-point favorites. Joe, your biggest takeaways from last night. Anybody willing to bet over 254-and-a-half? Anybody willing to do that? That's tomorrow, Milwaukee, Indiana. I mean, that is an no. obscene number. <laughs> right? <laughs> How can you? How can you? Out of principle, do? Joe, I can't do it. Yeah. No, as far as last night, um, the Knicks hung around four and a half. And, you know, I mean, the Bucks shot 60%. They, they made what? How many more threes? Uh, 16 more threes. And that ended up being your difference in the game, along with having one of the best players in the world. Uh, and, and then in the, the later game, it was really the Lakers dominating the, the offensive boards. This was, wasn't a big surprise, but turnovers and the Suns turnovers. I mean, sometimes people point to the Lakers side and say that that team's pretty thin, but that changed a lot last year uh, after that deadline. And we saw it again with Reeves pouring in 20 coming off the bench last night. And uh, yeah, the Suns are, are darn good. And this is no big takeaway, big picture takeaway at all. Cause we know what it is, but man, um, that's a team you wonder if they're going to be able to help themselves on deadline because they 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 need some depth uh, to that roster a little bit. Yeah, it seems like things are coming along for the Suns, but they're going a lot better for the Lakers. I wasn't sure what we were going to get from the Lakers, but I think there's still value on them, and I'm excited for uh, some of our guests on the show today and talking more about this because I think there might be some value Maybe I'll get to it in lightning bets for the MVP of the in-season event. I've been looking that at that. That is a tease mm. if ever I've heard one. By the way, <laughs> uh, if you guys are watching, if you guys are watching, uh, my fine feathered friend Aaron Hawksworth here is wearing a Supersonics jacket, uh, which is absolutely fantastic on, on so many levels. And 
In, in terms of throwbacks, I know we've talked about this before, but I think the Sonics have uh, some of the best swag among now defunct teams or teams that have moved to other markets, uh, things like that. And it's something where when I was in Seattle several months ago, I really wanted to buy a bunch of Sonic gear. I didn't because, you know, Seattle's an expensive city and the pocketbook uh, hit. So I'm a little jealous <laughs> right now of the entire. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm I'm jealous that uh, the team moved and we never got a team back. I'm still waiting for that. That's Addison. crazy. We're, bring back yeah. the Sonics. This is it's, this has gone on too long. Is is Seattle as bad as California price wise? In some ways, it might be worse. Just because really? they're kind of tucked away. In some ways, Man. like at least for me in Los Angeles, like I found ways to to make things much more affordable. But in Seattle, I find that way tougher to do. Like there aren't too many places to hide in terms of things that can have hashtag value in terms of where to live, what to do, things like that. Wow. It's crazy how Seattle changed. When I was like five, we moved there from Vancouver and – it didn't seem like that big of a deal, but then comes Microsoft and Amazon and all That's these it. big companies and everyone started moving there and the prices just got out of control. See, you think about that. I see when I think about Seattle, I think about Steven slapping on Reed on the real world, on the pier. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How got to go back and watch that. Oh, old school. I, it, it's funny, Joe, that like when we talk about like markets and where to live and things like that, like I remember a time when Midland, Texas was super duper expensive to live in because of the oil industry. You know, pretty mm. much everyone who lived there was making a ton of money. It's not a city you think of in terms of, wow, it's bustling. There are a million things to do here. Instead, everybody is making bank. And so if you come in uh, and say you are in the service industry or in the journalism industry, whatever it is, and you're not making as much as everyone else, then you're going to struggle. And I think with Seattle, there's a similar dynamic because of all these big companies out there where a lot of people are making a bunch of money. And so basically landlords and, you know, how homes, things like that, prices are through the roof. Whereas in, say, a Los Angeles, you have a ton of people who aren't working for massive companies and making a ton of money. And to yeah. me, that's how these things balance out. Okay, I got you. Um, yeah. As far as that under, like, do you love it? Is, or is it just <laughs> out of principle, the number's too crazy, you got to bet the yeah. under in, in the first semifinal? I think so. I, I think it's just nuts. At this point, yeah. like... I mean, even the, the Pacers-Celtics game, like, you know, going back to yesterday, like, I took the under in that one because I felt like that Boston could at least slow the game down. Like, I get the Pacers struggle defensively, but they had some good plays down the stretch there. I think they're capable of that. Sometimes how a team plays in the first three quarters may not be how they perform in closing time. That's fine. Uh, but... I do wonder, though, when we're talking about Milwaukee, yeah, I know the defense has struggled a good bit, but is it something where they can piece enough together? Or maybe if they take things a little bit more seriously in those hustle stats we talk about all the time, maybe that's going to create a different dynamic for this game where it can go under. Yeah. Also, like if it is a semifinal game, you would think there might be some more defense <laughs> well, i don't know last night you thought quarterfinals that you would have seen that but uh I know. but who knows it's been so crazy yeah. um yeah it's 
And a lot of, a lot of people, we talked about it and I know there are a lot of people in the industry that has it. And Paul has a ticket. He was big on the Pacers. It's like they're four point dogs. So that's going to be tough uh, to hedge unless you do have an in-game situation, if you want to hedge at all. But it's, you know, and there's still people saying that, oh, I don't know if there's going to be any crowds there. That is so stupid. Like that's, just, right. I, I, I would bet against that, that idea that, oh, it's going to be a half empty stadium. First off, you, you have a city where they're pining for the NBA. It's, it's on a Thursday. You don't have to sell people too hard to go make a four day weekend out of Las Vegas, whether your team makes it to that championship on Saturday or not. And we get to hang around for Sunday NFL as well. Oh, Hey, maybe we'll stay for the two games on Monday. So I, I think the ticket sales are going to be fine. And just to see some of these national guys that say, oh, well, who wants to see Milwaukee? Oh, I don't know. I'd like to go see Giannis play a game. <laughs> Plus, all the people that go to Vegas for work conferences, they're always looking for things yes. to do at night. Like, I don't think this is going to be a problem at all. And it's going to be no. a fun game. Like, it's it should awesome. be. At least, like, there'll be a ton of look, points. Look at the total. Look at right. the total. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it tells you everything you need to know. I have not hedged. Well, I did, but I hedged <laughs> by tailing our guy Rick Camp. Well, yes, but not in the way you think. Our guy okay. Rick Camp right. talking about the Pelicans yesterday. So in the middle of the Lakers game, I was like, ah, you know what? The Pelicans are with a little bit of a boost. Uh, plus five to one. A little bit better than five to one. So put because I want to be ideally look they're both dogs in their games but if you get to a pacers pelicans final then i'm good uh i don't have to worry about hedging again uh i could sprinkle a little bit either way i would guess the pelicans would be a slight favorite in that spot but no i'm rolling with it like take down the bucks take down the celtics us against the world for a day us is indiana but they can outscore them you know, they can. They And they, they can run up and down the floor with them. I, I'm looking for them to win a shootout. I guess the Pacers' case points towards the over, probably. But that's what I'm hoping for. Most likely. That yeah. It's interesting also, like, if you wanted to jump in on the Pacers, it really doesn't matter to – like, if the Pacers win it, Halliburton is probably going to be the MVP. I was looking Hold at these numbers, too. but it's almost the same. Yeah. Plus 450 for Halliburton MVP versus, like, plus 440 for the Pacers to win it also. Not a huge discrepancy there. I was I was hoping you could find something, but it's pretty mm-hmm. – But on the West yeah, side, well, if one of those right. teams wins it, you could – it could go a bunch of different ways. Yep. It's not LeBron. Absolutely. It probably is, but AD was awesome again last night too. Mm-hmm. And like, then, is it definitely- you know, eight to one I'm, at BetMGM. But that is tough. Like, do you think LeBron it seems like everyone just loves giving LeBron awards? It's probably gonna well, be him, right? The fact that <laughs> you know, I think the the national punditry has been fawning over his performance from last night. I don't know how that, you know, gets lost in the shuffle, regardless of how the other performances go out. I mean, what was it? 31 points, 11 assists, eight rebounds and 40 minutes of work. A lot of that effort happening in the fourth quarter, which, which we expect from James, right? Like that's, that's kind of how he plays is that first three quarters kind of paces himself a good bit, but in the fourth quarter, that's LeBron James time. And the fact that he's about to turn 39 years of age 
How is this not a hashtag narrative where if we're trying to turn this in-season tournament into an historical moment for the NBA, how does LeBron James not kind of lead the way in terms of spearheading what is a history-making event for the association? Yeah, yeah, it probably is. But AD was a rebound shy of a triple-double last night, and he had 15 assists and 27 points. Like, <laughs> and, right. and what if over the next two games, if they win it, he's better than LeBron statistically. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe people end up yeah. leaning that way or, you know, or maybe people th- say LeBron, you're soft on the court. Like I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was so entertaining the other day. Oh, right? I know I want that again. <laughs> Some, yeah, some way, somehow. LeBron plus 430, whereas the Lakers plus 230 to win it all. So if you think LeBron, for MVP. Yeah, it's the most like that, that more. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Cuz there may be a little bit of wiggle room where even if AD plays just a little bit better, maybe LeBron James has the better story and he gets the votes. And and this is something that happens enough in the NBA where it's not necessarily the one putting up the best stats, it's the one who maybe has the biggest impact, quote unquote, whatever that means and certainly that's arguable, mm-hmm. but He's almost 39 years of age and still doing these things. How can you not be impressed? Shall Mm -hmm. we move on now to uh, the Jets quarterback soap opera? Because when we last left uh, the the wonderful folks in gangrene, we saw that uh, Zach Wilson, eh, no thanks. Eh, I don't think I want to play. I'm good. And, of course, reports are coming out that Aaron Rodgers is like, "Uh, hey, guys, no, he wants to play. Come on. You people in the national media, you just don't get it. So that's fun. Uh, But in the meantime, in terms of actual things we can point to, uh, Tim Boyle, who had started games for the Jets, uh, he's no longer with the organization. But they do sign Brett Rippon, who had been starting games for the Rams earlier this year. How can you not just be entertained by all of this, Joe? So it was it was one start and then McVay's like, get the hell out of here, right? Remind me with the Rippon thing. So he's like, I can't. Well, he also I started ju- years I just can't. a couple seasons ago. Yeah. Right. Right. But uh, before they he, went to he, Baker Mayfield, you'd seen enough. I I don't know. Look, I mean, in about five ten minutes, we're going to do our power rankings and the most bettable backups. And when I got to the Jets, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what who the quarterback is. So how do I power rank them anywhere near my top five? I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, there was a lot of backtracking yesterday, but as they backtracked, they're like, yeah, that Boyle idea was stupid too. It's like they they really, this is how much they don't want to go to Zach Wilson. Like, Boyle, let's bring in Rippin. Like, they're just bringing in anybody who's willing to play. So, I mean, what is it going to be? Does, does it just mean Simeon or what? They're just waiting on Zach Wilson. Like, you give us the go and you're in kind of a thing, even though they declared pretty much that he was out for the rest of the year. Like, I don't know what's happening. After Rippin, it would be fun if you could bet on who the Jets' uh, next backup quarterback, who will be it next? Like, who else can we call? Because this didn't work next. I mean, it's funny. They're they're just calling up all these guys and – it's this is just a team I want to fade, especially against the Texans. I'm not interested. I don't think the Jets, I'm spoiling it, are going to make my list. No, <laughs> no way. <laughs> Texans backer Aaron Hawksworth does not like the Jets in this game. Not a fun no. 
It's not a fun list at all. No, <laughs> I, I think we had more fun doing other power rankings earlier this year. But, hey, that's a tease for you. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Joe said it, our NFL power rankings, the most bettable backups. That's right here on the BetQL Network.